Hello, folks, and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm alone. There's a dog. He's around, but it's me. I'm here, alone. I grew a mustache. It's exciting. Still figuring it out. I have people telling me to make it thin. Others saying to go sell it. What's your take? Let me know. Write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Perhaps for even watching this on some sort of video receptacle. Appreciate it all. It's all very nice. I am rested. It's 9, it's almost 10 p.m. on a Saturday night. I'm not at the bar. I'm not at the club. I'm not at the dojo. Not at the gym. I'm here in front of a wood desk trying to organize my thoughts and tell them to you in a non-roundabout fashion, which frankly is impossible. I'm going to be roundabout. It's kind of my thing. (laughs) So I took a nap. That's why I'm rested. I was, you know, puttering around today, putt, putt, puttering, sold something sold a dance dance revolution game to a very happy person and uh sleepy put on my hitler audiobook it's not hitler talking it's about hitler and uh fell asleep being given facts about hitler's ascent if you saw my audible audiobook list you would not terribly surprised it's not a lot of books because i'm always trying to cancel audible i I basically got it by accident the next thing you know i'm like they're like you got to use the credit or we'll or or you'll if you cancel we'll you'll lose it so use it or lose it and then i go oh okay well then i forget and the next month happens and i have another credit that's how they get you but i currently have it canceled remember when audible was sponsoring all those podcasts this podcast, wouldn't it be gauche to have an Audible-sponsored podcast now? Amazon owns that stuff. The space ace himself, Mr. Bistos, he owns a, he owns Audible books, print, and also audiobooks. He's the master of books. Doesn't look like it when you see a picture of him. You're never like, oh, classic bookseller. This person has thumbed through some paperbacks in his time. No, I look at him and I think, this guy reads instruction manuals. This is the only type of reading he does, instruction manuals. And no, I will not look into his biography to confirm whether or not he's a a literati. Not interested. Even though I was just talking about him. So there was some level of interest because it did cross my mind. Moving on. Two books about Hitler in the audiobook section. One Buddhist book recommended by Michael Christopher Moltisanti Imperioli in one of his meditation classes. Private books that I won't share. Fantasy novels. And the other day, a Toni Morrison book. Because I've never read Toni Morrison. Is that okay for me to say in 2021? I've never read Toni Morrison. I've listened to Jim Morrison. I've never read Toni Morrison. Gotta fix that. And that's what I'm trying to do. Haven't listened to it yet. 
will eventually listen to it. Somehow learning about Hitler subliminally as I slept made me wake up well-rested. So that's an interesting thing, I suppose. If you want more sleep tips, I mentioned an email address earlier. Email it, and I'll give them to you. Or if you have sleep tips, maybe I'll read them here. I've got a bit of a theory going on. It probably has to do with my Hitler. It's been a year of, you know, every once in a while in a man's life, they get obsessed with World War II. Sometimes in a way where they come out bad, other times in a way where they are truly learning. And I'd like to think that's what I'm doing, but I'm in full-on World War II study mode. The last time I was was like 2018, so it's been a good three-year break. And, ooh, that's all I'm going to say, ooh. But what I'm learning is that conviction gets us in trouble. Of course, being convicted of something, you go to prison, the ultimate trouble. But also just having conviction, seeing things with confidence and conviction. I know I've talked about this before in episodes, and you've probably listened to every single episode of this a weird winning podcast. And confidence causes problems. Conviction right there next to confidence. If you say something with conviction, whether true or untrue, whether helpful to humanity or bad for Jewish people, then you're going to get some people believing you. That's just how it works. If you're like, I've got the answer. Everyone's like, good. I, I am limited. Help. This person knows answer. Follow. So think about that. Anyone with confidence or a cockamamie idea can just say it with, with uh, know-how. With, with conviction, and next thing you know, World War II, next thing you know, you know, Iraq War, MTV Movie Awards, someone was like, best kiss, let's do it. Next thing you know, generation, ruined, whatever happened to my old MTV? Video killed the radio star. Dire straits, money for nothing. Next thing you know, I got this moon rock. Ben Stiller's doing a 30-minute comedy bit. This is not music. Conviction's a problem. And that is why I will tell you right now that I doubt every word I'm saying right now. I don't know if this idea is good. Ironically, it's those without conviction that are often convicted. Explain that to me. And explain why I've gotten more parking tickets in the last year when in this damn city I'm in, Hogtown, Canada, Toronto, The Six, The Dot, Stupidville, whatever you want to call it. They've relaxed. They said they relaxed parking laws. Not lately. Screw you, mayor. Seriously, screw the mayor. 
See, you want to see an embarrassing picture? Watch, go and look up Toronto encampment protests and you'll see a Toronto bike cop with a dumb helmet, too little for his big head, doing like a force choke on some demonstrator. It ain't good here, folks. Pretty soon the city's just going to be graphic designers and cops and uh, coffee shops. But no one's going to be making art there. They'll just be doing graphic design because their work has gone remote so they don't have an office. Meanwhile, I'll be at my mom's house. The basement will have been finished by then. That's where I'm going to live. And I'll be just writing about how bad, how good it used to be and how it's bad now. Screw you, graphic designers. No, you're cool. I need graphic designers. If you're a graphic designer willing to work for uh, open mic wages, comedy open mic wages, which is sometimes, if you're at a very good open mic, a beer ticket. Maybe. If it's a small open mic where there's like a hundred. I think I went to an open mic once and someone bought me a beer. But I'm saying, if graphic designer get a hold of me, you might. I could give you a beer for you to make me a little tattoo design let's say cops government I'm double vaxxed I'm past my window it feels good I don't think I'm sick everyone's like oh if you have a cold if you have something that feels like cold still get tested yeah, well, what if your whole life has felt like a cold? How, what then? What well, you know, the Coke made your nose runny forever. That would be a good prank call. Call up a bar and let you know where everyone's doing Coke and you say, hi, is your nose running? And they'll say no, and they'll say, well, then you better do some Coke. That'll make your nose run. Hmm. I'm keeping that in. No bars yet, though. Things have reopened here in uh, Schwein, Schweintown. Schwein, Schweinonto. Schweintown. You can go to a bar inside or the patio. Coffee shops. Write your write write your screenplay. Well, you can because pretty soon it'll just be graphic designers. Inside. No mask when you're sipping. Mask when you're not sipping. These are the rules. I don't make them. I just summarize them, perhaps incorrectly, to podcast listeners or viewers. I'm sweating. I'm sweating so much. I have club soda. Barely making a dent in the sweat. You know what helps the sweat though? Creamsicles. I've got cream I've got one creamsicle less than the fridge from the box. And I don't go generic. I don't go generic. It's like Kleenex or something. You need the word creamsicle on the box. You need uh, like multicolors and yellow and 
it's so nice and that really does a number on the sweat you drink it and you just or you suck it and then you lick it you pop it in your mouth and then next thing you know whoa i'm not sweating anymore and i have sugar energy and then you get to the scent what's in there is there any substance more alien than the the alleged cream within a creamsicle i don't know what it is if you said it was hand lotion i'd agree, i'd believe you and that would make it taste bad but it doesn't taste bad to me right now but it seems like it's hand lotion maybe it's the most alien substance on earth likely not in the world in the universe because there's a lot of alien stuff out there but on earth the most alien substance and soft ice cream too edible oil and that's probably what the cream school is too edible oil think i'm gonna make some sort of sick joke no i'm no you know what i'm gonna say i don't even need to say it soft ice soft ice cream is making a comeback you know at least in the six the dot hogtown toronto you always see what's like the new thing that they're like franchising or 18 different owners decided to try to make it was churros one year now it's soft ice cream dipped or the charcoal kind now they can charge you five dollars for what was once i mean there were ice cream places where you could actually walk up there as a kid and just say give me the ice cream for free and they'd say yeah sure it's worthless this machine it cost me one cent to make a to, to make uh ice one cone worth of soft ice cream and these cones not too expensive either remember we'd like feed cones to goats eh get back to me about ice cream let me know what you think i look i love it don't get me wrong that dipped can't go wrong but don't try to tell me this is artisanal there's no way to make it artisanally this is clearly hurting the environment somehow whether it's charcoal flavored or fancy i don't think i'm gonna have a soft ice cream anymore it's hurting the environment i just said it out loud and that's inspired me not to do it every lick of a cone of soft ice cream is like stabbing the earth's core mother earth's temples don't do it don't do it boycott creamsicles are okay though we gotta not sweat look if the climate's gonna change we gotta not we gotta fight our sweat ethical creamsicles get on it okay last thing maybe you were listening before when i was talking about john wick i never seen these john wick movies they're amazing that was what i discovered when i threw on amazon prime in the depths of a depressed winter alone john wick one watched it couldn't believe how much i liked it 
Next day, John Wick 2. Amazing. John Wick 3. Also good. Were there three? I think there have been three. Either way, I've watched all the John Wicks available, and they were great. And then people would say, Hey, you seen The Equalizer? Yeah, you seen The Equalizer? Yeah, you seen The Equalizer? It's real good. And I'd say, Why are you talking like that? Mom? The Equalizer turns out is the exact same movie as John Wick, just executed, no pun intended, a little differently. Where is, where is John Wick? Is the story of a man played by Keanu Reeves. The Equalizer is the story of a man played by Denzel Washington. John Wick, he doesn't have a job. He doesn't need a job. This guy made so much money John Wicking it. Doing the guns to people. That uh, he just has a place. It's pretty ostentatious as well. But the equalizer, Denzel, different. He has a job. He works at some kind of Home Depot type place. And by the way, I'm not going to spoil too much. Don't worry about it. And he has a little apartment. Actually, it looks amazing, but like comparatively, it's a little apartment. <sighs> Keanu did something where he was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to do all the moves. I know all the moves. I want to learn all the kung fu moves and the aikido moves and I want to do them in the movie myself. So he watched John Wick. It's like this 53-year-old Keanu Reeves parkouring his way through a sea of assassins. Then you watch The Equalizer. It's the exact opposite. Denzel, I don't think you ever see him kick anybody. I don't even know if you see him fire a gun very much. It's just shots of him like with his hand being like, ugh. Guy's dead. Sometimes it's just a shot of a guy walking into a room and a little trick that Denzel did. Whoa! That's what takes him out. But besides that, very similar films. Both highly recommended. I don't care what you think of either of those actors. You'll like those movies. If you, I, I don't know if I like anything in current cinema more than I like those two movies. It's a genre I like where someone has, you know, again, not too much of a spoiler here, but maybe some sort of tragic background. And then next thing you know, they're, uh, they're, they're just uh, invincible. Anything they do, they succeed at, you know, because they were in the CIA or something. They can never really be hurt. They're generally good at saving other people's lives in their circle. John Wick less so. And uh, they're, they're invincible. These are movies about... Invincible, pe invincible people doing a job really well. People who quit a job. 
that they did they were sick of. Now they have to go back to it on some level and they do it so well. So maybe these are pro-capitalist films. My, which, I don't know, is that bad? You tell me. Weeklypodcast at gmail.com. So The Equalizer, four stars out of four. Highly recommended. Four Denzels out of five Denzels. Five Denzels only goes to uh, train, <laughs> training day. So, that's what I've got to say to you. Thank you for listening. This has been Nick Flanagan Weekly. I've given that email address a lot. Write me if you need a hand. <laughs> I'll equalize for you. Support the podcast, ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan, patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. I'd love it if you'd follow me on Twitter at The Flans. Just bleeding followers constantly. Instagram. I'm on all that stuff, kids. So don't be afraid to get it, to get on the train. The N train. Flanagan. Bye. Nick Flanagan Weekly.